Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's the JT and Looney Podcast episode. Not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. 140. I have the copy, as we call it in the business, for Bet Online, but I'm going to toss it out. And just talk to you like a human being and not read you copy about BetOnline. It's a great place to go bet on all your favorite sports. They have reviews and news for every league, Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL. Boxing, the sweet science. You know I love the sweet science. UFC, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information. Uh, in-game betting, they got props and futures. Head to bet online as soon as you can. Just wait, not not this moment. Wait to the end of the podcast. It'll be about thirty-two minutes and thirty-two seconds. And then grab your phone, go to bet online. And if if you haven't signed up at bet online yet, just for for being friends with JT and Looney, you get a fifty percent welcome bonus if you go at the end of this podcast. And you got to use the promo code BELIEVE, as in the Belief Radio Network, B-L-E-A-V. That's how they spell it, B-L-E-A-V-50. Use that promo code. You'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Now, isn't that better, just talking to you like that instead of reading copy? <sighs> I think so, anyway. Never sounds like I'm reading copy. I may have been reading copy there, but it never sounds like it because I am a broadcast professional. Bet online, where the game starts. Now the podcast starts, damn it. Go. The king of the transition. When I send you that Zoom link, you are ready. Bam! Well, normally, because no one knows when we record these podcasts, right. morning, noon, or night, you know, I like to get my head on right, so I jumped in the pool and I poured myself a little cocktail here, Wow. which is very out of the ordinary for me because I looked around. I didn't want to uh, have a beer, a beverage. You know, I don't drink on school nights when I'm working, but I, I went with Bailey's on the rocks. Which oh, I was wondering way, what that was. Which is way out of line. I was in a chocolate milk <laughs> mood that we've all been in as kids <laughs> our life, and uh, I decided to do that because uh, it's hot in Vegas. I wanted something chilled that tasted good, and you decided to go with? Uh, coffee. I went to coffee, one of my, one of my favorite beverages, beverages on earth. However, I did have a go-to alcoholic beverage during the pandemic and the lockdown when we all had to stay home and watch Breaking Bad. <laughs> and that was Bailey's and coffee because I wanted to stay up. I wanted, like get, I wanted to get cheating. Your concept was to cheat. You want, you don't like to do that, but you decided it's a pandemic. You'll do right. it, and you see. So there was. There's a lot more going into this than you're explaining. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of it too is I do have. Uh, you know, when you travel internationally, you're supposed you're not supposed to, you know, arrive in Italy at ten o'clock in the morning and go to bed, even though you want to. So I've always, when I've gone to uh, a big trips, and you know, you don't want to go to bed. You're on vacation. So uh, I've always liked coffee drinks to give me a little bit of buzz, but also make me wide awake. So that's what I did during the pandemic. One thing I didn't do in the pan- during the pandemic was gain weight. A lot of people gained weight, and I thought it was an opportunity to lose weight, to get into better shape, because for a lot of people, we had more free time. And that's usually people's excuse for not exercising. Oh, I don't have enough free time. I can't spend all day in the gym like you. And people gained weight. It made no sense to me. Well, you know, what's fascinating on that topic is 
I work out now with a bunch of my friends with a trainer. And we do that a few days a week with Rudy's, one of our best friends. So it's more just to get together, but it's 30 minutes nonstop, nonstop. You get like a minute break twice. It's pretty much 30 minutes, so of, good for uh, you. like yeah. seven minute warm up, and then it's an assault on everything. So I've never felt stronger. The problem is if I would have ate perfectly during this last year, I would have been like a bodybuilder in my right. mind. But because of the pandemic, two radio shows traveling to Amsterdam, having two sons in the house who eat burritos around the clock, it was never going to work for me. So working out as the glass is half full, keeping everything kind of in the range was good too. But man, unless you do what you do, which is pretty much bodybuild and have a disciplined, disciplined diet, it's going to be impossible for people during a pandemic to drop a lot of weight. That's what the pandemic does. Oh, yeah. It keeps you in the house where you gain weight. And I've been doing, I did intermittent fasting before it was called that. But uh, you, right now, a lot of times my hours for intermittent fasting are either between 3 and 10 or 5 and 10. If I really want to go nuclear, I'd make it between 5 and 10. I try to make it till 5 o'clock. And, but it, that's, that's still rough. That's still rough. But it keeps you lean because even if you have a pizza between 5 o'clock and 10 o'clock, all that starving. <laughs> It keep, keeps you lean. And that is tough for you. The one thing about keeping a disciplined eating plan, as I call it, I never call it a diet, is consistent. If, if you're moving around a lot, it's tough to keep it consistent if you're, and you've been traveling over the summer trying to get out of the Vegas heat on top of all your busy schedule. That's what can make it difficult. And, and, and changing what you eat for people is very difficult. You know, being a long-haul trucker on the radio at night, doing these crazy hours when I used to be in a studio, you could only cheat by either bringing something in, so you bring food in with you before right. you shift, and God knows that we work with some of those guys. <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, we might have worked with the oh Mount Rushmore God. of guys bringing in stuff to eat. Unbelievable. But uh, now, as I go to a break, I could actually walk to my refrigerator. Right. That's how, and it's literally steps away from where the studio is. So that's interesting, too, because, you know, a lot well, of especially if guys. Mrs. If Mrs. Brick makes the meatloaf that you love so much or some chicken parm and it's only steps away. Let's tell the story about the guys who are across the street. When we worked at Fox at the El Pollo Loco and the convenience <laughs> store next to that, or the Whole Foods, the oh. Whole Foods was a unique story too because that's when whole foods popped when it became yeah national came global i became personal friends with edgar from whole foods that's how often you also uh, became really tight with the guys at the convenience store oh yes sony yes sony he had a rock band it was interesting he reminded me of uh if you go back in the hot tub time machine even before our time there was a, a a country singer named mel tillis and his top-selling album, and he was a stutterer and stammerer. And his top-selling ever, uh, his top-selling album ever was called Mamamamamel, right? M M M M M E L. So he owned it, had fun with it. And uh, Sony had a, a rock band, an Indian rock band, and uh, he was originally from India. And I said, "Do you? St I, I stammer, and a lot of people don't know that, but uh, you do." And I said, "Do you stutter?" When you sing, and he said, n -n -n "Never." Oh, which is fascinating. Yeah. yeah, that is you. You just yeah. I want to get stay on that topic because yeah. you were great with these guys. You know, before a radio show and a long form radio show, you're gonna we work. You know, you would work even longer at times if you did a longer shift yeah. if you were anchoring. And 
you have to kind of pep yourself up to go in and you're not supposed to drink and have alcohol, obviously, because you're working for a company, which we didn't do. But some people like Mountain Dew. They like Diet Coke. Well, we they like years candy with favorites. Bars. We had coffee or Diet Dr. Pepper or real Dr. Pepper, Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah. But the point is that you shouldn't be carbo loading in a studio. Oh. If you're someone working in our industry, God damn it. Shit, I'm trying to set you up perfectly on this topic. We worked with guys who brought Tupperware bowls. Tupperware bowls full of food, and they'd wash it out in the sink. After they were done eating, they'd have their dinner there. When they're on their job, then they're not supposed to have their dinner there at work. And then we'd have people who would order in. So all of a sudden, oh. a guy would be knocking on the door. There's a couple pizzas there. Oh, remember, it's California, too. We would have, we would, we'd be working with people who became vegan. And remember, you know how to, do you know how to, you know how to tell if someone's vegan, JT? They tell you. That's how you know when someone's vegan. I'm vegan. I'm vegan. That's how you know a vegan's a vegan. They announce it every five minutes. So we worked with a few of those. We also worked with a guy. I won't say his name, but you can probably try to figure out who got really annoyed when other people used to uh, chew and eat while they worked. That guy's name was JT the Brick. I don't like chewing. I don't like chewing on in movies. I don't want to hear people. Chew. I don't mind in a restaurant. If that would drive you nuts because everybody's chewing. Right. But it's so loud in restaurants. That's a podcast. It's now gotten to the point where in Vegas we have not only DJs, really good DJs. STK Cosmopolitan. <laughs> you go in your reservation for six. You got to be there like a half hour early because the place is packed. And you're at the bar and there's a DJ over your steak and dinner there uh doing that but uh well yeah. there's was, there was some moments too early on because you are a frat brother a frat president a, a team a team player you want everyone to get along and before you know, as our show evolved sometimes you wouldn't own it all on the air like howard did but that was the altar we prayed to we always wanted to have everything out on the air and you would hit what we called the talk back button and you would talk to the producer or the board i'm saying can you tell looney I can hear him eating. <laughs> Only a rare few times. Tom. Yeah, well, and then eventually over the years, we got so comfortable with our friendship, you would say it on the Are you eating? You would say it on the air because, yeah, you're not only, a lot of times people say it's better even not to eat before you go on the air. You'll, you'll think with more clarity. You'll speak with more clarity. But I ate while we were on the air, while the mics were hot. Well, you got to eat all the time to keep up with your wild diet. I know. <laughs> That's another topic. So, you know, there's not many people I know in my life. And I have a lot of my friends. My mom, as I grew up as a kid, brought me into the movie world. My grandmother. Movies have been a massive part of my life. And I'm proud of how, mu how much I, I dedicate to the movies. My wife and I, pre-pandemic, went to all the movies. We yeah. got screeners when we lived in Sherman Oaks from our neighbor. And we care a lot about it. And we have Netflix now and everything else you could have. So it disappoints me that you're so epic at this. And you saw one of the worst movies of your oh, life. I always brag about, and everyone's got that friend, and you've been to Napa. You've learned more about wine. I've learned more about wine. But I still love when I'm with somebody who knows far more and can pick a great bottle of wine. I'm a guy who never goes to a bad movie. I was the guy you worked with over all those years. When the Oscars came out, uh, and a lot of times it would be independent, artsy-fartsy films no one saw except me. And so I always am very good. At, but I rolled the dice this past week, and I did have a friend who had an operation, and so he also was on painkillers. So I thought, well, I picked the movie thinking he would like it. And we went to see Bullet Train. 
and it was one of the I want my money back for the popcorn. <laughs> I want my money back for the movie, for the gas. I'm calling a lawyer. <laughs> that movie was the biggest piece of trash I've ever seen in my life. I thought we would both like it because I love trains. I love traveling. Uh, I love adventures, and every once in a while, I like to I like to take a risk, roll the dice, and see Top Gun. Not my Top Gun was not a choice of a movie I would go to, but everyone said it was so good. I like to go to good movies, so I went. I'll be a party pooper. I'll join the crowd, but I went to see Bullet Train. And, and what is wrong with us as a culture? I mean, is a Hollywood reflection a reflection of the culture? Are are we a reflection of Hollywood? You know, there's always that great debate that you could have around the table. But don't they get it that murder isn't fun and that it's happening in schools now and it happens every day and Ooh. there's mass shooting and body counts aren't comedy. They open up with a body count comedy directly to camera, breaking the fourth wall. I don't mind that. I don't mind movies taking risks. I'm a guy who puts the quarter turn on the mundane when it comes to talk radio and anchoring and everything else over the years. Put a quarter turn. Spin the bottle. I don't care. But they break the fourth wall cutesy opening up about how many kills they had last time on their adventure was it 12 or 13 and then they started body counting snarkily and the entire movie also you tried to mix comedy with murder with violence incredible violence and well poison. you really you really get me here this is a punch this is like a fight first round that I, I thought you were coming out you know you gotta kind of get in a rhythm here you're dropping the knockout punch on bullet train first off you should have went to the movie or thought about it because brad pitt is the star he recently won an academy award yeah i know after early in his career being known for like a male model more than an actor right but in some great movies he finally breaks through for the academy award so you buy into the fact that maybe Brad Pitt isn't going to give us shit and garbage, and he did. Right. He, he took a massive check and probably did great things with that money. He's a good guy, but he, he every once in a while, every third or fourth movie for the greats, they have to take in one of those garbage movies. Then I saw the promos for it in this. It looked like a neon train with Brad Pitt and a whole bunch of people jumping by and stuffed animals and lights. And it looked like shit when they were doing the promos. I think they're in the NBA finals going that far back. So why'd you go see it? Oh, just because I thought, first of all, I, I thought, wow, my friend just happened to operate. You know, movies yeah. are always better on painkillers. <laughs> so I thought, well, if uh, if he's going to split a Viking with me, it can't be a bad movie. Oh, my God. You would, you would what was that stuff that the, you would have need Profithol or whatever that was Michael Jackson was taking? It, you would have need vodka martinis and a lot more than a painkiller to make this movie good. It was awful. And... In general, with show business and Hollywood and American culture, let me stick to that for a second. Even wasn't was isn't Oprah Winfrey one of the owners of Oxygen? Isn't that supposed to be a female-oriented station and uh, network, twenty-four-hour network? They use it's murder in the morning, homicide for the holidays. Every holiday, they just have they run their their murder shows twenty-four hours. Homicide for the holidays murder as entertainment and this is just an obscure you know cable channel oxygen but you know dateline nbc oh let's not just do it one night 
Let's do it three nights. Yeah, but this is interesting because I love war movies and I expect death in war movies. Right. All my favorite movies, Platoon, Born on the Fourth of July, Saving Private Ryan. But I know I, I keep telling I, you not to say that out loud. I, I wouldn't I would I would agree with you on this that I won't see Bullet Train because it was garbage. Garbage. But with everything that's happening and there's a lot of video game violence with war and guns. Right. And there's a lot happening with that in society as we speak. Look at the summer of school shootings and all that. You're saying they marketed a movie about murder and made it tried to make it a comedy? Oh, constant, constant snarky oh. punchlines all the way through. All the way through. And then people even, you think they're dead, and then they come back. With, and long fight scenes. One thing, you and I both have uh, attention span issues. One thing I think Hollywood has always overdone that bores me to death. I am bored to death by a fight scene that lasts more than 30 seconds. <laughs> and and so you know, I'm bored to death a lot, obviously, because fight scenes always go on way too long in Hollywood movies. Way too long. And you know what the outcome's going to be anyway. The guy you like is going to win. And so it's it's got long, drawn-out fight scenes, murder as comedy. It's just awful. Hi, this is Pam Oliver, and you're listening to JT and the Brick. The dream of every podcast is to have something live happen while you're recording. So we will be the first, and our podcast bosses will love this, on the breaking news that LeBron James got one of the greatest short-term extensions in yeah. sports history. Uh, ESPN, A.G. Wojnarowski, Lakers star LeBron James agreeing on a two-year, $97.1 million extension. Two years. 97.1, making him the highest earner in NBA history. He surpassed Durant. So but as we get to the drama king, I won't call him a drama queen, that he's a guy, the mm. drama king Durant, he was leading LeBron in career earnings, and now he doesn't want to play. For it's the JT and Looney podcast. And, you know, think about it over the years, too. He has been the most successful, one of the most successful athletes uh, ever. Mm -hmm. of, of any race, creed, color, orientation to become so famous when he was a teenager, which also makes that list very narrow, and keep his nose clean. Never been arrested, never got in trouble, never a hint of scandal. Uh, the hint of scandal, I guess, would be obscure stuff like he wears shoes made in China, does business with China, and that's kind of political uh nerd stuff and uh, he, he, he says be nice to people you know who aren't white that's not really all that controversial so it's pretty amazing how he's really been able and he, he also give him credit he never said anything about politics until his brain was fully developed and he was in his 30s did you notice that mm -hmm. he didn't speak out about social political issues until he had formulated his opinions as a man he didn't do it as a teenager or in his 20s uh, and so I admire him all the way around for how he's handled his career, how he's chosen where to go play and live and work and win championships. Absolutely. And I think this contract gives him the opportunity to stay, still stay in the conversation for the all-time number one greatest. Hate to do it here, but it kind of morphs into that. Here's why. What he did last year, he won a championship with the Lakers in the bubble two years ago that uh, – going uh, after two years now going on three which i gave a lot of credit to i thought it was harder than winning it 
outside the bubble. No took part. I go. I gave more respect to the bubble being more mentally difficult, being away from your family, isolation. Oh, people oh, wanted to give it less gravitas. Oh, because it because of who it was though. It was, it was another chance to hate the Lakers again and LeBron instead of you, know, you mock them for losing. Then when they win, you say their championship doesn't count. It's just a bitch move. When you so the that. fact that last year they didn't make the playoffs, even when they had something called the play-in game, which is insane. The juice box. Hey, no one who can make the playoffs, literally <laughs> nobody. We're going to let the last three teams who really shouldn't play in and the Lakers couldn't even make that. So that was a little bit of a hit to him because in order for LeBron to catch Jordan, because he's out earned him, lapped him. He's lapped him in points, rebounds and assist, lapped him in playoff points, rebound and assist. So he's got another couple more years to play. So as I look at their career averages and all of that, I still think he won't catch Mike, but as a businessman on the court and entering retirement in a couple of years, he's following the Jordan blueprint and doing it masterfully. And I, I would argue that there are players who've exceeded what Michael Jordan has done over and over again. It just doesn't matter that you get that you won all six that you got to. What about all those years you couldn't get your team to the finals? And LeBron got his. Let's leave everybody else out. This is as long as we're talking about LeBron. LeBron got his team to the finals more often than Jordan and younger than Jordan, lots of things he did. And there's a lot of times that Jordan's team didn't make make it to the NBA Finals, and he only got there six times. He won it six times. But, you know, when you get your team to the Finals and you lose, I still think that, that counts. Listen to these career averages. I hope it blows you away. And thanks for listening to our podcast. This is LeBron versus Jordan career averages first. Before we get to totals, okay. averages. Jordan averaged 30.1. LeBron currently at 27.1. Rebounds, career. LeBron 7.5, Jordan 6.2. Now, how about this assist? Who do you think has more assist? LeBron. Per season. LeBron, 7.4 to Jordan's 5.3. Steals, much better defender. The whole debate for him being the GOAT. Uh, the steals for Jordan, 2.3 a game. LeBron, 1.6. They're identical with blocks, career, long careers, 0.8 each, less than one a game, both exactly at 0.8. And my favorite stat, minutes per game. LeBron James, 38.2, Michael, 38.3. These Ooh. guys played the game, Ooh. almost the entire game, to be considered one and two or one and three on Did the You love time. when athletes decide to play the game. Your biggest yeah. bitch about a tiger over the years is they didn't play golf. And you love when the athletes show up and show up for work and work. Now, this is, stats, this is the stats that really get me going in the LeBron camp, which I'm always not in the LeBron camp. Listen to the career totals. And before we start, how many more years do you conservatively or aggressively give LeBron? How many more seasons do you think he'll play? It's well, because of his age, I'm going to say three. Yeah, I'm going to say three, most likely yeah. four, because I believe in the son thing. His son's coming up, but yeah. definitely three at a minimum. So add three years of those averages I already gave you to this. Games played Jordan 1,072, LeBron 1,366. Points Jordan 34, 241, LeBron 37, 062. Just steamrolling by him. Rebounds. Jordan had 6,672. LeBron's over 10,000 rebounds. 10,210. 
Michael had a whopping 5,633 assists. LeBron's at 10,045. And people get all worked up when you say that, that LeBron could surpass Jordan as number one all time. He's got three more years of these stats, Tom. And people always were ta- are always talking about how selfish the game has become and people are shooting threes. And people have been talking about how selfish the game has become for years. And LeBron, like Magic Johnson, it wasn't always about self. He got together with friends and said, where are we going to high school? Got together with friends and said, where do you want to play? Miami, New York, L.A. And then went to those schools or teams and won championships. It was all about team with him and teamwork and hitting the guy with the open shot. How often in his younger career were you screaming from the top of your lungs, LeBron, take the game-winning shot. Don't dish off to Booby Gibson. <laughs> how many that times? That how hurt many, him. Yeah, well, you thought it hurt him, and I thought it was ironic because so many people bitch about the selfishness. Well, well forget about hurting players. him, Tom. Let me stop you. Killed him. Because people on this topic, where I have an open mind, and I don't have an open mind on a lot of things in my life. <laughs> I have an open mind that this is something that's evolving. When Montana, I never thought Montana would be surpassed ever as the greatest quarterback mm-hmm. of all time. Brady not only surpassed him, he lapped him when it came to stats and and championship. I thought Brady could have maybe one more than him or even, and his stats would be skewed, but no, he went past him, went past Peyton Manning, Favre, Elway, and all of that. The only guy that can catch Jordan is LeBron. And with all the efficiency stats, the career stats, the longevity and all of that, and the rings, he's got four, Jordan has six. So let's say LeBron gets one more, he's one behind. Jordan's nowhere near Bill Russell at 11. LeBron will have the advantage time of recency for all of us to understand that he might have been better than Jordan. And not only that, better when he's older. I mean, that that means everything. That means everything even for Hall of Fame careers. I think when when you are available to work and you're available year in and year out, yeah, it's really cool every once in a while to celebrate somebody, let them into the Hall of Fame when they were just a, a shooting star like Kurt Warner, Terrell Davis, or Gail Sayers. But when you can show up, avoid injury, which a lot of times is uh, is given to you by the universe and your your own particular physical makeup as well, and luck. But still, if you can do that, then you're far more valuable uh, and legendary. And I don't know, has anybody ever been more valuable and legendary than LeBron James? Well, the how answer about is this? probably no. Career playoff stats, I'll just give you a couple. Games played so far. LeBron's going to play three more seasons. He did just miss the playoffs. I don't think that'll happen again. Anthony Davis is 100%. They got a new cut. They'll make the playoffs. LeBron's played 266 playoff games. Jordan, 179. And how about this crazy stat? You, know, you look at Jordan's points. He's got 5,987 in the postseason. He went 6-0 and in the finals, but he played in other postseasons where put up points. LeBron has got 7,631. That goes from Cleveland to Miami to L.A. to all those places. So the amount, the longevity, the career stats, and the playoff stats, they're going to dwarf Jordan. Not not pass them. They're going to dwarf them. And the only thing the Jordan fans can scream about is that he was six and zero in the finals. Watching LeBron James play this past season, people were only focusing on the wart on Lincoln's face, and not enjoying Lincoln. 
he was incredible. He had he for his age, and the numbers he was putting up, and his in his triple doubles, and his defense, and when he would take over games because he was thinking, ah, these losers, I <laughs> I can't deal with these losers, and he would just take over games and win games for the Lakers. It one on an, in an individual performance aspect, it was one of the most enjoyable seasons to watch LeBron James, but people weren't seeing it because they were screaming about the soap opera and the injured posse on the L.A. Lakers. And they, people weren't people love to say, ha, 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 they suck, the organization sucks, when really their last year was all about injuries. LeBron should feel really good about himself, not only the $97 million two-year extension. Jordan never made anywhere, I don't believe, close to that in his entire career. I don't think he made $97 million and will edit that it might be a little bit more but lebron's making that on the back two years of the end 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 of his career to show you how the nba and all sports has grown for another podcast the fact that these guys can make 50 million a year to play quarterback which is only 30 minutes a game you split it with the defense 30 minutes and you only play 17 to 18 games maybe a few in the playoffs and in the nba you play the same amount of games but you load manage and Jordan and LeBron play a lot of games. LeBron's starting to miss him. Jordan was a beast. Played in every game. He tried to play almost every game. LeBron is making the conversation entertaining and eventful on and off the court. It will take him a lot to surpass Jordan with Nike in that relationship, but I wouldn't deny LeBron, Tom. I think he could do it in another platform like social media or something to do with movies or what he's doing now, he could catch Jordan for being that great of a businessman. Oh, yeah, or just to write investments. Give JT the brick a call and tell him uh, you know, what to avoid. Should, should he go into NFTs, JT? <laughs> should he buy a little picture of a cartoon and hold on to it? <laughs> I'm paying for two out-of-state college tuitions. Please don't bring up anything with finances. <laughs> Thank you for listening to all 30 minutes and 30 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. What a trooper! And please remember, we are powered by our friends at Bet Online, where the game starts. And when I say that, I really believe it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.